This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, great to chat with you. This is a good time to do so. We'll call this our awards podcast. Nothing we did was award-winning, but in the last two days, Randy Rosarena won Rookie of the Year, and of course, Kevin Cash, Manager of the Year for the second consecutive season, just the second manager in the 38-year history of the award to do it, and Bobby Cox was the other. Pretty cool accomplishment. So, on our podcast today, we'll hear from Kevin Cash in just a little bit. Dave and Andy will be alongside. We'll also have a couple of clips I want to play from Randy Rosarena and his Zoom that he had with the media. But we start with the manager of the race, Kevin Cash. And uh, my first question for him was what it meant to win the award yet again. Well, thank you. Uh, it means a lot. It means that uh, I got to be a part of representing uh, a really talented team. And it goes deeper than that, a really talented organization, top to bottom, front office, all the way through uh, and ending with the most important part, our players. Who was more excited, you, your wife, Emily, or your kids? That reaction was priceless. Yeah, uh, we were all excited. Uh, I can tell you, I mean, look, when you're going up uh, against Dusty Baker and the Houston Astros and then Scott Service and the Seattle Mariners, uh, very talented team, certainly very good managers. Uh, but it's fun to have girls at the, you know, 15 years old and almost 14, they can appreciate it. And just so appreciative and thankful for my wife's support throughout all of this. Obviously, I think that's really a big part of it too. The, the family atmosphere that, you know, you create in a clubhouse, but it doesn't happen without your family at home. Right. No doubt. Uh, you know, we've, we've been under strict protocols here the last couple seasons, uh, and when you, you you can't have your family in the clubhouse, you can't even have your family in the in the tunnel underneath. I mean, it's just been strange the last two years. So we better work really hard to to create a pretty welcoming environment. And I think our our staff is second to none in that regard. And our players they care about each other so much, and it makes it makes it easy to come to work, and it makes it easy for that family atmosphere to to stick from you know our home away from home. Because of the great season, you made some history, Kevin. You're the first AL manager to go back-to-back, and the only other guy who did it is Bobby Cox. I mean, to be in the same breath with a guy like him, what does that mean? I shouldn't be. Uh, That's what it means. Uh, You know, I'm so appreciative of the award. Uh, When you think of uh, great names in baseball, uh, certainly great managers, Bobby Cox is going to be at the top of the list to be uh, in that sentence. Tough for me to process. Don't think I'm deserving. Bobby Cox has got something that we're all here with the Rays trying to get, and that's a World Series championship and a ring to go with it. Uh, but it's still very humbling and so appreciative of the efforts of, of the entire group that I get to work with on a daily basis. Have you come across Bobby ever during your, your travels? And, and if so, what do you remember about meeting him? Uh, briefly, um, you know, not, not too much, but I, I had, a, you know, enough to, whether it's talking to John Smoltz uh, for some of our national games 
or Ozzie Timmons, who was part of the Braves, you know, just hearing stories about him, just the way he connected with each person individually, pretty special. The success speaks for itself. Um, you know, and, and a brief meeting with him in a spring training years ago, uh, pretty special. I mean, you, you look at all the great names in the game, and, and Bobby has set the tone from a managerial standpoint. You obviously have done an amazing job here with the Rays. What was hardest about this year for you? I mean, you guys had used 61 players, 38 pitchers. What was most difficult? Losing at the end. <laughs> that's, that's always the hardest. Uh, you know, you, you, we've gotten pretty good at adjusting and adapting on the fly and recognizing that, look, players are going to play well. Sometimes players are going to get hurt. Sometimes you're going to have to really rely on your, your depth. And I think Eric uh, Neander and Pete Bendex, Carlos Rodriguez, have did a tremendous job of acquiring so much talent for us to pull from within that we needed. We don't get to where we got winning a division without all that depth. So sure, certainly the depth being tested and challenged on a nightly basis. And I, I'm sure it also doesn't happen without a great culture. What are you proudest of? Is it the culture that you created in the clubhouse? Because, you know, whether you lost to Tyler Glasnow or Nick Anderson, guys kept, you know, stepping up and guys kept, you know, taking hold of opportunities all year. Yeah, you, look, you'd like to give all of our players the confidence to know that uh, with injuries and difficult circumstances and certainly adversity that we can overcome that as a group. We stick together, stay as a team, and that's what those guys did. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that our players, and myself included, should be proud about. To be able to accomplish the 100-win the, the season, pretty spectacular, and do it within a division, um, winning the AL East with, with three other 90-win 90 90 teams uh, is pretty special to all of us. Indeed it is. And obviously, as you mentioned, it doesn't happen without great players. So how excited were you? For Randy to win Rookie of the Year, I know you had said for a while he deserved it. That was awesome. Uh, very excited. Uh, very excited for Wander to, you know, not sneak his way in there. He he forced his way in there with his 70 games. But I thought if you look at the entire body of work and what Randy accomplished, um, I don't know if there was a more challenged player coming into uh, this season than Randy Rosarena. He set the bar so high, extraordinarily high from his postseason in 2020. How is he going to live up to it? And he certainly did. He wins the rookie of the year. With those two and Shane McClanahan, who got a vote too, how excited are you about just the core going forward for next year? And how much thought have you given to it? Or has you let your mind rest a little bit after the postseason? Yeah, how can you not be excited? I mean, you mentioned three of them. Uh, there, there's, there's, there's probably, you know, 15, 20 to be excited about. And there's probably another 10 to 15 that we haven't even seen yet and haven't kind of broken into the big leagues that are really close. So it's, it's a talented group that, that our front office, certainly Eric has built uh, our player development crew has just done an unbelievable job at developing these players. Uh, our scouting department, as far as, you know, finding them from on the amateur side, finding them uh, on the pro side and bring it all together. Uh, very fortunate that, 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 you know, being the manager that get to see uh, a lot of, a lot of quality efforts, and, and we can win a lot of games. And at one point, you brought up uh, Ozzie Timmons. Um, obviously, he's now gotten a hitting coach job with Milwaukee. I know how excited you are when, whether it's players or coaches, receive opportunities. How much will you miss him, but also how excited are you for him? I'm thrilled for Ozzie. I got to see him the other night at a function that we were at. Uh, he's very deserving of it. 
as much as any member on our staff in the, my last seven years, Ozzy connects with players as well as anybody. He can connect with fan, connect with fans as well. Uh, he's got a whole first base Calvary over there that absolutely love him. They're they're going to have to get on board with a new first base coach, but Ozzy's impact will will last for us. And 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 the way that he goes about it, his demeanor, just how consistent and how smooth he was all the time. You you watch how players flock to him, and it's because of the personality he shows on a nightly basis. Well, I think he was part of the culture that you guys have helped carry on and create. And Kevin, very excited for you to win Manager of the Year, and hopefully that World Series next year is within this group's grasp. That would be awesome. But, uh, thank you very much, Neil. I appreciate it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we certainly appreciate the time of Kevin Cash, who obviously could not be more modest. And that's kind of the way he is when it comes to awards like these. Dave and Andy know that as well as anybody. Uh, how excited are you for him um, to win this award yet again and put himself in a category that no other American League manager has ever done? I, di I didn't think he was going to win it, not because it wasn't deserved. Uh, in fact, it may have been more deserved this year than it was last year, but uh, they just don't do them back-to-back -back years. I mean, when Bobby Cox is the only one ever to do it when he was with the Braves, uh, I, I mean, I, I was a little surprised at some of the people that didn't get votes. I, I thought A.J. Hitch did a terrific job. Charlie Montoyo, I thought, was going to be a real rival there this year for what he did with the Blue Jays. But, you know, Dave, I know you can speak for, for all three of us. I mean, being around Kevin every day, you see what he has to deal with. And maybe many of the broadcasters around the league are biased towards their own guy. I'll call myself guilty on that because we know him the best and we see uh, so much of the behind the scenes. But there's no question that the man deserved it. Oh, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, again, it comes back to uh, what people think about the Rays. And I know that uh, all three of us sometimes get into uh, some thoughts that uh, it's just, you know, kind of laziness on the part of a lot of uh, people that cover Major League Baseball that just rely on hearsay or maybe little dribs and drabs of what Mark Topkin might uh, delve into in his columns. And that's about it. And then they try to feed off it out in the Northeast or out in the West or whatever the case may be. But uh he deserved it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this was a, a team that went to the World Series a year ago, lost a, a good chunk of their starting rotation, starting with Charlie Morton signing with the Atlanta Braves, uh, then continuing on with Blake Snell uh, being traded to the San Diego Padres. And then on June 15th, you lose Tyler Glass now to a season-ending injury, and yet somehow, some way with uh, – and I'm going to count the position players who pitched. Over 40 pitchers uh, end up going uh, – different guys go on the mound, and this team wins 100 games. That does not – uh, equate to that. Uh, I, I've always said, I know you guys, one of, one of my favorite lines is I was told there'd be no math, but uh, hard to believe you could use 40 pitchers and still figure out a way to win 100 games and in the American League East with three other teams winning better than 90 games. So, uh, you know, he is deserved. There's no doubt. I think, uh, as he says, and, and rightly so too, that to his staff and the front office, it's a, a total team effort. But uh, Kevin Cash took a team that many, many pundits coming into the year thought that uh, this team would be lucky to be around 500, maybe finished third. Some people said fourth in the American League East. He ended up winning 100 games and getting this team back into the postseason for the third straight year.
Gabe, uh, Brett Phillips is really excited that you actually consider him a pitcher now. So just remember that the next time you run into him. I he, think got this... a pitching, he got a pitching award, so, I mean, he's a pitcher. <laughs> you know, I think this might have been Kevin's best year in terms of managing, um, just with the challenges that you mentioned. How does it rank up for you guys? I mean, was this his most challenged year? Um, and where do you think he's grown as a manager? Because you guys have seen him evolve from day one. His comfort level, Dave, right? I mean, isn't his comfort level, think of what it was in, in 2015 compared to now? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, you know, you're, you're taking over for a guy by the name of Joe Madden, and a lot of people are expecting, all right, what do you, you know, who are we getting? And uh, he wasn't as eloquent as Joe. He wasn't as comfortable with the media as Joe. I don't think he was as comfortable with anything as Joe was uh, in that particular chair. But uh, we've watched him grow in that regard. And, uh, you know, I kind of just joked with him. When he won the award, I sent him a text and said, see all those times where you talked to the media and all those times that you said you didn't want to talk to the media, well, it finally paid off. You got back-to-back -back manager of the year award. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, he, is, uh, he really has grown in the job. I don't know if I could say that this was the best year. I mean, you know, again, it's comparing apples to oranges. I think back to 2018 when this team, uh, you know, started to make the turn. I mean, you know, we, we, we lost a big chunk of uh, – some decent players in 2017 and you know he had to hold that clubhouse together when people were saying that we got rid of our MVP we got rid of our all-star we got rid of this guy we were moving uh Alex Coleman and Denard Span when this team looked like it was on the verge of finally doing something after a couple of very very quiet years uh I know that uh, I read a couple of articles here in the last couple of days about how the way he handled the New York Yankee thing last year in uh, September when the ball was thrown over Mike Rosso's head. Uh, I've been very, very impressed with Kevin Cash and then say, all right, you now need to send this message down to the players, down to the rest of your coaches. Uh, he, he does it as well as anybody I've been around. And, uh, you know, again, he can absorb a lot of things and then he can, uh, you know, again, send that message from the front office down to his players as well as, uh, you know, again, I, I go back to even Joe Madden. I think he's done a, a tremendous job and holding things together where he's got the respect of his uh, players. He's got the respect of his coaching staff and uh, he's got the trust in uh, his, uh, you know, team president now and Eric Neander and the rest of the baseball operations as well. Yeah. And this is an award for his coaches as well. And I know he says that it is a pretty tight unit uh, uh, from Kevin to whatever you would consider the last coach. I don't know who that would even be. I mean, they're all, they all have such a, a say in what happens, not to mention the front office people, but, you know, lucky enough as we are to be around him on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, every year it's every year, even behind the scenes, it's full of drama and things that don't even get out uh, to the writers or the people or even us broadcasters. We probably see more than what most quote unquote media members see. And we only see a, a small fraction of what happens. I mean, when you see the term manager, to me, it's why it's not coach. You know, we hear him called coach a lot and that always rubs me the wrong way because in, in baseball it's a matter it's a day-to-day -day thing and you're not only dealing with these guys every single day but you're dealing with their lives every single day and many of these guys are full of drama things going on in their personal lives that have to get juggled and factored in uh throw in everything with COVID going on I mean you could probably give this word to a bunch of managers but uh overall nobody did a better job than Kevin this year yeah, and it's not you know, every year is a bit in a vacuum, right? Because who's to say that this year was better than that year? I mean, Joe won it, what, in 08 and 11? 08, he had to have won it. There was whatever, whoever was second was closer to 30th. Uh, and uh, in 11, he won it because he somehow held the team together when it looked like, even all the way up to ownership, we had all said, well, the 11 season is probably going to be over sometime 
around mid-August, and then they got hot. So each year is a little bit different, uh, but I, I find it hard to believe that he could win a third one uh, in a row. So Neil, check in with us next October. Well, hey, maybe this team will get the World Series, and if they can get that, I think he had said, I'd gladly trade the, any award for, for a World Series ring, and his joy for Randy Rosarena, and I, I chatted with him moments ago, his joy for Ozzie Timmons. You know, we're going to miss Ozzie a lot, but I, I think there's just a, a, an appreciation for everybody on his staff and everybody in that clubhouse that I think that message that he sends really resonates. It's real genuine. Yeah, I, I, I think, think sometimes... I was just no, going to say, Dave, that the more we the more we think we know, whether it be from the fan level, uh, the closer you get to it. And Dave, I'm sure you could uh, echo this, and Neil too. The more you realize how much you don't know uh, about the behind the scenes stuff. So, I mean, losing Ozzy, it's it's tough in that sense because everybody loves him. He's a terrific guy to be around. But this is a great thing for him. I mean, he gets to go to a team uh, that is on the rise with a couple of familiar faces for him. And it may not be the last coach, right, Dave, that, uh, that we lose this offseason. No, I, and I hope it isn't. Uh, you know, and, and I don't mean that in a, uh, in a negative way. I, I'm really hoping that maybe Matt Quattrero gets a shot somewhere if there's a managerial opening that fits what uh, he can uh, provide to that particular team. But, you know, everybody wants to always kind of say, well, you know, it's not one individual. It's the system. And that is the case with the Rays. There's no doubt. I mean, we're blessed to have Eric Neander and what he does, Peter Bendix down the line. All the R&D guys, I mean, we walked through that uh, hallway today during one of our uh, meetings, and, uh, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, I, I lost count after about uh, 67 people that are still uh, hitting keyboards and trying to figure out ways for the Rays to win games, and we're in the month of November, and uh, yet they're, they're figuring out ways to help this team in 2022. But uh, a constant has been Eric Neander, a constant has been, uh, you know, again, Kevin Cash. We've got guys who have left greener pastures as managers we've got guys in the front office who have left to become gms of other teams or parts of baseball operations and uh, you know kevin cash is still there and holding things together i mean uh, you know I, I read somewhere again just a couple of moments ago on twitter where somebody said well you know maybe we have to start thinking about general managers more in awards like this because uh, uh, uh it's a full baseball operations kind of thing not just a manager uh you know kevin cash is more than just middle management uh, he really he, he jumps on a lot of uh, grenades when things don't go well. And, uh, and then he, he's a guy that will pass along praise when things do go well. And I think that's uh, the ultimate leader and uh, what we have in Kevin Cash as manager. And again, he's a guy that's uh, really, really comfortable now in his own skin, uh, very comfortable at what he does. Uh, as Andy said, there are things now that uh, he can do and, and doing in games and maybe even after games and before games that he wouldn't have done when he first came here in 2015, but uh, he's his own man right now. And I couldn't be happy for Kevin Cash. I think that, uh, again, watching him as a player for a little bit while he was with the Devil Rays back in uh, 2005 and then watching him as a player for a couple other teams uh, to, to be able to become the manager. I know he, he looks up to Terry Francona and, and looks to him as a mentor, but uh, I think uh, right now uh, Kevin Cash is, if not the best, he's one of the best managers in the game with everything that goes on between uh, analytics with dealing with the people, uh, with dealing with the players, uh, being able to be that bridge between all the stuff that goes on with guys who are uh, hitting the keyboard during the day and then actually bringing it down and uh, using it, utilizing it with the players who have to buy in. We've used that term a lot here over the last uh, four or five years, buy-in. Uh, Kevin buys in from what the guys are upstairs are saying, and he provides the buy-in to disperse it to his coaching staff, who then gives it to the players, and it's one of the reasons why the Tampa Bay Rays have been one of the best teams in Major League Baseball here over the last few years. 
And he is, as you say, too, he is quick to deflect praise. And uh, I love his humility about this also. I look forward to one day him raising the World Series trophy. I think that'll be the pinnacle of his career, whether it be player or manager. And uh, one other name that I think probably gets overlooked a little too much because we hear about Matt Petrero, and rightfully so, being up for managerial jobs. I wonder how long until Rodney Linares is looked at also. He's an excellent third base coach. He's a larger part behind the scenes of what people realize. And you look at his minor league career, it's not that dissimilar to Joe Madden uh, in terms of managing in the minor leagues and winter ball and year-round stuff with regard to baseball. He's a very wise baseball man. And I only wonder how much longer until you start to his, uh, hear his name mentioned too. Very well said. Uh, one more for me, since you guys have you know, spent so much time. Is there a story this year just to, that you could share with the fans, something about Kevin that you can say on our podcast that just kind of epitomizes who he's about and, and what has made him special or what made him special this year. If there's something that, that he did or, or you heard he did um, that, that kind of just exemplifies who he is. I'm always impressed with his ability to remain uh, even keel. I mean, it, it, that's a really tough thing when you have a lot uh, invested in what is happening. Uh, and these days, they're long days uh, of, as a manager. I, I don't really think you're ever totally off the clock. I think it goes all through the night sometimes. Uh, and I think he has found that comfortable area where uh, on, the, on the road, uh, how, whether it's uh, getting together with, with the other coaches some days and other days maybe not doing it. Sometimes he may need to be by himself. Uh, but w one thing he, uh, he is awfully good at doing is maintaining a poker face throughout the game. And you look around there, there really aren't that many that can do it as well as he did. I was amazed at how well Joe Madden could do it. And when you know how much they care about it, uh, I remember Joe saying to Kevin, you can't take a pitch off. And I, I think that's why catchers do tend to make pretty good managers is that catchers never take a pitch off. That's not a new concept to them. But, you know, even at the end of the year, I, you know, guys, just the other day, I listened back to the end of game four uh, of the division series because it was so disappointing. I didn't want to think about it for a while. And I listened to Neil, your post game, and I heard Kevin's comments. And I thought, boy, I know how I felt at that moment. I was ready to be ill. Uh, and I can only imagine how he was feeling knowing that th this thing had come to an abrupt end against a bitter rival. And to hear his comments then, I thought, boy, that's, that's, a, that's the sign of a, a really good manager able to kind of take it for the team, be the representative to everybody, even though, even though you know he's hurting so much inside. Well, I, I still haven't given, uh, you know, I still haven't given him, you know, I'm still, I'm still mad at him, I should say, for, for not telling us that we picked up Nelson Cruz at the trade deadline the week beforehand. Uh, you know, we, we, we knew he was a little bit distracted on that particular day when we uh, interviewed him for the pregame show, and uh, we were kind of wondering what was going on. And um, as it turns out, you know, now all the signs were there as, as we, you know, I'm not exactly a Magnum P.I. or Columbo, but, uh, or even Kojak or, or Cannon, but, uh, you know, all these things that were going on. And, and then we find out, uh, you know, within well, while we're having dinner that we pick up Nelson Cruz. So, uh, you know, you talk about a poker face, but, you know, it, it in all seriousness, uh, you know, I, I just again, he's, he's not only become a, uh, you know, a great manager, but I think uh, as all the three of us can attest, uh, we, you know, we've we've become friends with a guy as well. And, uh, you know, it's it's not hard to root for Kevin Cash. Uh, you know, it doesn't just fall in his lap. He gets there by hard work, and, uh, you know, I think and people always sit there and say, well, everything that the Rays do is scripted. It's not. Uh, you know, he, he really does manage by 
what's going on. He, he watches the game. He pays attention. He's got a very good and incredible baseball acumen when it comes to, again, his days going back to when he was a scout for the Blue Jays. So I think he's finally starting to get his just due. I'm happy for him for that. Uh, like I said, a lot of times, and I think Joe ran into that little problem for a little while, that uh, some people say, oh, it's, a, it's the system, it's the race system, it's the race system. It has nothing to do with individuals. And I know that's the way the Rays want to look at it, but the Rays would not be as good as we are here the last few years without Kevin Cash as manager. I give credit to his coaching staff. I think they're great. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Kevin does, you know, th- there are times we'll ask Kevin about something and he'll say, well, I, I, I deferred to this guy or I deferred to that guy. And uh, it, when it works, uh, he'll say that. When it doesn't work, he'll, he'll say it was my fault. He doesn't ever say that, uh, you know, it was the other guy who pointed us in the wrong direction. So, again, uh, just happy, happiest for Kevin Cash, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, again, this guy got his just due. Dusty Baker would have been a nice, glamorous pick. But, uh, you know, they still had a payroll that was pretty high and had a, a lot of guys who were all-stars and all everything's on that particular team. Scott Service, hey, God bless you, did it out there in the American League West. I, I think that if I would have had to pick a guy that would have battled, um, you know, Kevin for the top spot, it would have been Charlie Montoya. To do what Charlie did to hold that team together when they had to go from spring training and then play there for a little while. And in each of the last probably seven or eight series that that team played, whether it was in Dunedin or Buffalo, they were the home team, but it might as well have been the road team. Uh, and, and they still were able to hold things together until they got to Toronto and took them right to the final weekend of the season. So uh, if Kevin couldn't have won it, uh, I would have been rooting for Charlie, but uh, so glad that Kevin won it. And, and I'm hoping for a three-peat. And the only way we can get to a three-peat is if we put together another incredible season in 2022, and I'm looking forward to it right now. All for that, guys. Thanks again for joining us for a few minutes on the latest podcast. You're back. welcome, Neil. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Certainly appreciate the time of Dave and Andy to discuss Kevin Cash winning his second straight manager of the year award. And of course, you know, the Rays, Kevin, of course, the Rays, Kevin Cash doesn't win an award like this without having really good players. And Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco and Shane McClanahan, among the talented rookies who all got votes in the AL Rookie of the Year, were among them. Randy Rosarena, after he won the award, I think one of the interesting things that was brought up was what it meant to him, especially considering the journey that he was on and having to defect from Cuba, uh, what he thought about his journey and, and winning this award in that context. Bueno, significa mucho, significa victoria, eh, éxito, todo el sacrificio que, que he tenido en mi carrera, eso como una recompensa de todo lo que he pasado, ¿no? Y nada, me siento muy contento, muy feliz por, por este gran premio que, que pude lograr el día como hoy. Y nada, lo que viene es disfrutar de del premio y seguir entrenando fuerte para que sigan viniendo muchos éxitos y muchos premios más. Uh, I want to call it a victory. I think it's definitely a victory in, in what I've been able to do and the sacrifices I had to, to go through in order to be in the position that I'm in. I know it took a lot of hard work um, and it took a lot of support for, from my family, but um, just like I said before, I want to continue to, to uh, continue on with these achievements and push forward to hopefully continue to put up better numbers here in the future. Interesting stuff there from Randy Rosarena with, of course, Manny Navarro translating. And the other uh, piece of interesting or the other interesting note, um, I think, was how Randy handled the entire season. Remember, this is a guy who was the ALCS MVP the year prior. Uh, there was a lot of hype, a lot of attention, uh, and he eased his way into the season and then really got going. And uh, one of the other thing, interesting things he responded to was 
if he thought a lot during the course of the year about winning the award, especially on the heels of the 2020 postseason? No, no fue la meta. Al principio de la temporada no pensé en el novato del año, sino tener una buena temporada, ya que se acercaba ya al final de la temporada, ya me las noticias me, me, se me acercaban más al oído y, y estaba discutiendo por el novato del año. La temporada no fue difícil, no fue fácil para mí, tuve un comienzo lento y después me pude recuperar en la temporada. Y nada, gracias a Dios terminé con unos buenos números, pude ayudar al equipo a, a llegar al playoff. Me sentí muy contento por todo el trabajo que hice en la temporada y gracias a Dios se dio al final el, el triunfo y el, y, y el mérito de ser nombrado Rookie de G. No, I won't say that it was actually a goal of mine. I tried not to even think about it. Uh, to be honest, I tried to just attack the season uh, just like any other year, um, especially the beginning of the year. I was starting off a little bit slow. My numbers weren't quite where I wanted them to be. Uh, but once the, later on in the year started to come the second half and I started to realize that my numbers were pretty up there, you know, I thought maybe I had a chance to, to be the rookie of the year. Um, you know, it wasn't really a goal. I just wanted to go out there and put up the numbers and, and play the game like I normally do and, and continue to have fun. Really good stuff from Randy Rosarena, and we certainly appreciate his time, that of Kevin Cash, that of Dave and Andy. Uh, we are nearing an important deadline, too. And remember, on Friday, the 19th, that's when the Rays have to add players to the 40-man roster or risk losing them in the Rule 5 draft. So there have also already been a couple of moves, um, and we expect some more. So once that occurs, uh, we will have another podcast either at the weekend or early next week. Uh, in the meantime, stay tuned to our blog, raiseradio.moblogs.com. We appreciate you for joining us, and thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon. 